Y'all looking well? How many of you had something unusual happen last week or this week? No, I guess it's last week. What happened? Sounds like it was good. Amen. Do we expect the unusual? Vanessa, where are you going? Okay. I thought maybe you were escaping. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'd like to read a scripture verse um, out of Galatians chapter 2. Verse 20. It says, I have been crucified. Past tense. It's amazing, he's still alive. He was crucified, but, he was alive, but he's alive. With Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this body or this flesh, I live by faith, not fact. I live by faith. And we'll, we'll go into that in a moment. By faith in the Son of God. Faith lives in the Son. We find our faith in the Son. Not in the law, but in the Son. I live by faith in the Son. Your faith has to be connected to the Son. Amen? In the Son, who loved me. <clears throat> so the first ingredient that your faith will encounter is his love. The second ingredient is that he gave himself for me. Two things faith is built on. One that I live in is he loves me. Two, and he gave himself for me. Two very distinct things that Paul, Paul's faith was connected with. It was connected with the love and the sacrifice. So now I'm just going to jump back a little bit. And I want to put this in a biblical sense of our expectation. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of the things not seen. What's in the sun is things hoped for and things not seen. So our relationship with him in him opens up to everything that is not seen. But is expected.
in your relationship with Jesus lies the total expectation of your whole life. Does that make sense to you? No? It's the... Faith is the substance. The substance means the very foundation upon which I stand. The foundation that we stand on in faith is Christ. He is the very foundation upon which we walk. He, when we walk in life and we expect and we're expecting something, we are walking on what we are expecting. We are walking in what we are expecting. Do you ever try and walk on water? Uh, that takes a lot of faith. Do you ever walk on gravel? Like, not fine gravel, but rocks. Very unstable. But when you walk on solid ground, there is no instability. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is what I am expecting and walking in to happen. Do you have faith in the, in the chair you're sitting on? No, that's not faith. What you see is not faith. What you don't see and expect is faith. Life can be very exciting or it can be very boring. And I think the most exciting life is this. My faith is in the one who knows everything, did everything, and has everything, provides everything, and I want to walk on it. I want to walk in it. I want to, I expect it. He expects us to expect. Amen? He expects us to expect. What do you expect of your marriage? What do you expect of your children? What do you expect of your life? I'll tell you what. Here's the best thing you can do with your life. Put your expectation in what he expects and you will live his life. Uncommon faith does not rely on the common. Uncommon faith moves into different levels. There's little faith, mountain-moving faith, and great faith. When they couldn't do something, what did he say to them? Or you of little faith. And then he says, well, you know what? If you have faith of the size of a grain of a mustard seed... You could say to this mountain, be moved, and it would be moved. How little was their faith? <laughs> if a mustard seed could move a mountain, and they couldn't do what they were supposed to do, and he says, oh, little faith. I mean, it's almost like you can't see it, I guess. I, I have no idea. But then this person came to him, and, and, and he expected a miracle. Even if Jesus didn't go, you could just speak the word, and it would be done. Right? Well, he says, I haven't seen such great faith. Did you realize that he said, I haven't seen such great faith? Faith can be seen. Your faith can be seen.
The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But let me share some scriptures with you about how the Father sees your life. I have um, 26 pages of notes. And I have highlighted some of the verses I just want to read. And I want to put something in perspective before I say this. Do you believe in the plenary verbal inspiration of Scripture? You say, what on earth does that mean? Plenary means the complete and thorough inspiration of all Scriptures, of everything that was said. We believe that. So, if we believe in the inspiration, the plenary inspiration of Scripture, means this, that the Father spoke through the Holy Spirit to people in the Old Testament, and they wrote. Hello there. Is that my phone? Oh. Must be. I thought I shut it off, but my thoughts aren't always right. Was it an emergency call? <laughs> you see, whenever you read the scriptures, you have to keep one thing in mind, that it is fully inspired. And so Jesus taught on inspiration. He said, you will receive of the Father through the Holy Spirit. Inspiration. Inspiration. Jesus received from the Father's words. He says, everything you, you said, I spoke. So the Holy Spirit, through the Father through the Holy Spirit, spoke. So all the scripture came from the Father through the Holy Spirit. So whenever you read a scripture verse, don't forget that the Father is speaking. Sometimes we hear preachers say, well, Paul spoke. That's true. But where did Paul get the words to say it? They, he got it from the Holy Spirit, who got it from the Father. And if you look at the five ways that the Holy Spirit relates to us in the book of John, that's a reality. So let me read this to you. Here's the Father. The grace of our Lord was more than abundant, with faith and love, which you are found in Christ Jesus. Those are words from the Father, through Paul, to Timothy. Grace abounded. Favor abounded. With the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. See, our faith is in Christ. What do we find there? Grace that abounds is found in Christ. So the father saying, hey, hey uh, my son Timothy, I want you to know that grace abounds towards you through faith in Jesus. So the father, when you read scripture, it's actually the father talking to you. And I think we miss this sometimes because we live in our humanity. In 2 Timothy 1.5, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which dwelt first, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I'm sure that it is in you as well. Who is saying that? Who's saying that? Tell me, who's saying it? The Holy Spirit from the Father. So the Father is saying to Timothy, Hey, son, the faith that you have was first in your grandmother, then in your mother, and now I know it's in you. 
And if you read Scripture that way, it's actually affirming your communication with your Heavenly Father. He is affirming something in your life. It's not just a book of words. It's actually the Father communicating with you and I, personally. It would be like me writing a letter to Howard and saying, I want you to write to my children these words. And he would receive what I had to say, write it down, and then he would give it to my children. So let me say this. The faith that was in your grandmother and your mother is now in you. Parents, your faith is passed on. Grandmas, your faith is passed on. I, I see Vanessa. She's like her grandmother. She's like... And I think we miss the whole point of life sometimes when we leave the divinity out of the book that is intended to communicate to us the very heart of the Father towards us. Are you with me? It's so rich to be a Christian. It's so inspiring to be a child of the, God, of the Father. All the riches of heaven are in the words that he has spoken. We actually have need of nothing outside of God. Because he supplies everything that we need. Where's Marjorie? Okay. Moving from just casual or limited faith to unusual and effective faith. Faith is an expectation of what only God can do. Faith is an expectation of only what God can do. You are saved by faith. Only God could do that. You are healed by faith. Only God can do that. That is exceptional. That's unusual among humanity. God is the God of the unusual. He's the God that actually sees. Faith that sees. The faith that we have in the Son is not absent from vision. Faith in the Son opens us up to who He is, what He has, and we begin to see and we receive and we experience and we live in it. We live in it. Faith hears. See, is Jesus deaf? Is he blind? Is he mute? Meaning he can't speak. No. So faith in him has the agreement to see, to hear, to feel. To understand, to know, to experience, and be part of.
I think the Lord challenges our hearts. To move out of our limitations and into his limitlessness. Faith is that ingredient that believes. All things are possible to those who believe. Kieran and I had a unique experience this week. He was helping me clean up my garage. And uh, all of a sudden, rats are coming out of the walls. And I got this two-by-two, two and I'm going like, and I can't get them. Like, they're just too fast for me. Kieran grabs that two-by-two, two and he's like, boom. And by the time he was done, he had eight of them. Three got away. I couldn't hit him, but he could. So Ellen says, well, you know what? He's hyperactive. He put that hyperactive into gear, and they didn't have hope. And that's true. They never, I never seen anybody hit a rat so far. I mean, they're going like this, right? And he's just boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, there's eight rats laying on the floor. And also, he kept them from running out the door at the same time. And he wasn't going, he was going. I mean, there was no doubt in his mind what he was going to do to those rats. I can get him, Grandpa, he says. I handed him the two by two. He believed in himself. So did the rats. It was, it was amazing. Uncommon faith is exceptional, surprising, and special. Uncommon faith is very exceptional. It is very surprising and is very special. Uncommon faith is, very, is the very foundation that we live and walk in. See, when you walk in what you believe, when you walk in what you believe of what Jesus said, you walk in him. Because the words that he spoke were words of life. Uncommon words of life. Faith, I'm going to illustrate this in a little while, but faith sets a foundation. It's the substance upon which we stand. When you stand in faith, you're standing on a substance. What substance? Of a substance that you're expecting. Amen? So, what do I expect? Well, I need to expect what Jesus said because my faith is in him. His person, his words, his actions, his sacrifice, his resurrection, his return, everything is in him. Your faith and my faith has an expectation when he returns, we will join him. Amen? That's in him. Everything is in him. Your marriage is in him. Your family is in him. Your life is in him. When you try to live your life in yourself, when you try to live your life in the world, it's not so good. But if you live your life in Christ, the faith that is in him is in the words that he spoke. He didn't speak empty words. He spoke 
words of life, words that birth faith. In other words, words that I can stand on and say, this is what I expect in my life, in my home, in my children, in my wife, in my family. Amen? To the world, that's uncommon. To us, it's everyday living. Hmm. I'm on page one and I got 26. Uncommon faith is always relevant. Relevant truth to every generation. We can't say, oh yeah, well that's what my mom and dad believed. No. The faith in Jesus is relative to every generation. It's relative for you. It's relative for your children. So do you have, those of you who are not married, do you have a vision? Do you have an expectation that Jesus has of a mate in your life? Or those of you who just got married and don't have children, do you have an expectation of what your family should be like? Do you have a visitation? Do you have a visitation that builds a vision in your heart of your family? Or just, oh, whatever. See, I desired to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and truth of God in my life, not in theory, but in reality. When I set the vision for my life of faith in Him, it get passed on, because Timothy's faith was first in his grandmother. And I believe grandparents and parents have an influence, an influence of life that is a spirit-filled life of faith that gets passed on to the kids. And it becomes their own. You see, in the world, that can't happen. But in us, it can. Because we are people of the uncommon. We are people that live by faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. Amen? Faith in Jesus. Not my intellect. Not my abilities, although we work with them. But if you want to move on to divine intervention, divine ability, divine supply, Jesus. paid it all. And the one who paid it all will give it all. Amen? Faith. The just shall live by faith. So let's, let's just take a few moments and look at some of the... Um, let me jump forward a few pages here. Uncommon faith contains the divine strength and ability. The faith in Jesus has the strength and the ability that we need. Uncommon faith flows out of the visitation of divinity. Unusual faith lives and functions at a level of the impossible. Unusual faith lives at the level of the impossible. How do I measure my life? Am I expecting what's impossible? Or am I just expecting what I can do? 
That's good, but there's a level. By the way, uh, Vanessa, now that you're back. Oh, I see in you the faith of your grandparents, your, your grandma and your, your oma, just like Timothy was first in grandma, then the mom. And, then, and I, when you were singing this morning, that just hit me. She's like, well, she's just like her grandmother. She's as solid as a rock. God came to Noah and said, Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. He put in Noah a vision. Of destruction. Then he put in Noah. What a boat should look like. And he put in Noah what rain would be like. Divine vision comes through faith. And so Noah responds, and now here's Noah living in the most corrupt world that was ever, ever created at that time. Everybody was completely evil. And God says, you know what? I'm destroying this. And Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And he received this word. And guess what? For 120 years, that was the foundation upon which Noah walked in every day. When everybody was criticizing him. Oh, the stupid Noah who's getting all this lumber because he says it's going to rain and he's going to build a boat. Can you imagine? Faith is not or cannot be resisted by unbelief, by stupidity, by criticism. It was the foundation of his expectation. It's go, I'm expecting it's going to rain. I'm expecting I want to build a boat. I'm expecting every day for 120 years, he walked on that foundation. My God. You know, and it says, before that, it says Noah was 500 years old. And God, God gives him this vision. He's 500 years old. And society is just totally corrupt. And here's Noah and his family. And he says, I believe it's going to rain. I believe it's going to rain. I be it's going to rain. I'm going to build a boat. I'm going to, I got to go get wood. Da -da. He walked in what was said. Isn't that awesome? That's uncommon. If you've never seen a boat and you've never seen it rain, that's really uncommon. You see, it became the substance or the foundation that he walked on. It became what he actually expected to happen, even when it took 120 years. And you would think somebody who was 500 years old had some intellect and some knowledge. Well, there were a lot of people that were probably 500 years old that had an intellect and knowledge. But they wouldn't believe him. So Noah saw something. He had to see. Faith sees. I see the boat. I see the rain. And I'm expecting it. Can you imagine what it would be like for 120 years doing that? 
relentless, unfailing, unwavering, powerful. Abraham, God appeared to him, and he says, you got to get out of where you are. Stands up and he says, you know what, I got to go. And he began to walk in the substance or the foundation of the word of God that came to him. This is what God said. This is what God said. This is what God said. What has God said to you? What has God said to you? I'm not asking you to tell me. I'm just asking, trying to pull up your thinking. Luis, what has God said to you? How many times? What has God said to you? Just think of it. What did God say to me? Are you walking on that substance? Are you actually expecting it to happen? Hebrews says that Sarah had faith to conceive. How's that? Because of what God said. When you read the book of Hebrews, Remember, the father is talking to a group of people and he reminds them of the history of men and women of faith. Many years after the cross, what has God said to you? What is in your heart? Those of you who want to do evangelism, expect it. Expect it. God said, this is, this is in my heart. I feel this motivation in my heart. God says so, and I'm expecting it. I'm expecting a great harvest. Hallelujah. Come here. Honey, come here. Yeah. Can somebody get Marjorie for me? Come here. Louise, you can come up here. Come here. I'm doing this because God told me during worship to do this, so I'm only obeying. So I'm going to ask you, Monique. What do you see? I know I didn't prep you for this for a reason. Because I don't want something thought of and formulated. I just want it like instantaneous. What do you see? What do you mean? What has God shown you? What is ex what's your expectation in your heart? Tell me. Well, you say that kind of like reluctant. Yeah. But you spoke it. Mm -hmm. it's, that means it's in your heart because the Bible says out of the mm -hmm. heart the mouth speaks, right? What does that mean to you? Yeah. So what is he expecting? What I said. Uh-huh. Wow, so if he's expecting it, that means it's going to happen. Amen. Right? So every day, 
every day. Speak what's in your heart. You, you speak what's in your heart. Father, today you said to me, and you put in my heart to see young people come to know the Lord. You said that to me, Father. Today I expect that to happen. Today I'm, on, I'm walking in what you said today. And put yourself in an affirmative in the sense that, you know, this is what I'm expecting. See, sometimes what we do, we plan to achieve what we're expecting rather than just, you know what, I'm expecting it. It's not a plan. And it's an expectation. Well, I'm going to set aside some time and I'm going to do this. No, expect it every day. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, expect what God has put in your heart. And if he tells you to go get a tree, go get a tree. Like Noah had to go get a tree, right? He had to make a boat. Mm -hmm. Because it correlated with what God asked him to do, mm -hmm. right? There are things that correlate with what God has asked you to do, and he will show you what those things are. I believe that. I, I believe that. Me too. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Because what God has put in your heart is not to be minimized, nor to be trivialized, but is to be realized. And that is this. Jesus said, if I die and rise again, there's going to be a great harvest. You have to believe what he said. Amen. You're not out for one or two. Amen. I just want to, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to have this discussion with you today. Amen. So, what's the expectation of your heart? Amen. You see, your faith has to correlate with the Father's expectation. He said there'd be a great harvest. We expect one or two. No, no. We ought to expect thousands. Amen. We ought to expect thousands. We ought to expect 3,000 souls got saved. That's great harvest. He demonstrated what he said. And you know what? The disciples made that their expectation because it was birthed in their heart. Bless you. We're back again. Hallelujah. I felt like the Lord wanted to say some things to you today. You never look to the natural to affirm the spiritual. In other words, what's happening to you, naturally speaking, is not an affirmation of your call. But it may cause doubts about your call. So you never look at your success in the world to determine the call of God on your life. You don't look at your disabilities or your inabilities. Noah was 120 years saying, this is what God said. That's what you need to do. God said. God said this to me. God said this to us. That's our expectation. And even with Abraham, um, after God does all and they get this covenant, and he's in covenant with God, he lies. I'm not saying you're a liar. But sometimes our frailty appears. But the frail, his frailty never disannulled the will of God for his life. Because he wouldn't let anything cause him to waver from what God said would happen. So what was that like? It was like this. God met me and God said to me and God confirmed it with many other people. I am going to be the father of many nations. The father of many nations. And people probably says, this guy needs a psychiatrist. Uncommon faith believes what God says, even though it looks impossible in the natural.
So tell me something. You can just stay there for a few minutes. Tell me something. What are your expectations in life? What has God put in your heart that you are either really fired up for, indifferent to, or ignoring? I have, one, I have found one thing in my experience, and that is this. I can be indifferent to and I can ignore, but God never stops. He will come back over and over and over and over again, very gently and very kindly. And he puts a motivation in you that you can't put out. As much as you might try, I can't do this. I, like Moses, well, I can't. No, God said it. He did it. Did he walk through his doubt? Yes, he did. He walked with God through his doubt. But by faith, Moses in Hebrews, by faith, Moses, by faith, Mo by, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Sarah, by faith. You see, what God has put in you is his faith. Because with his word comes his faith. Amen? Now, do you want me to tell you what I see? But let me ask you, what do you see? What do you see? Tell me. So what, what am I going to say? Tell me what you see in your heart. What do you have in your heart? Okay, a desire to fulfill God's plan for your life. What is that plan? Come on, you told me before. Yeah. <laughs> You have a burden for? Uh-huh. What kind of people? Living on the street. Living on the street. Broken people. Hmm. See, I guarantee you, you all have something God's put in you. Absolutely. Without a doubt. What do you see, man of God? I saw myself around people, lots of people. Doing what? Preaching for that people. Preaching. Isn't that awesome? They see that. Right? How many years now has it been that you've seen it? A few. Quite a few. Quite a few years. Yeah. But you're still walking in it, Amen. God said this to me. This is what God said to us. God said to me, He showed me that I'm among many people. He showed me that I'm among people that are broken and hurt. He showed me that. Father, we're expecting this. We're expecting to fulfill what you put in our hearts. You, you live. Begin to live on the substance. Live on that foundation. Walk in that foundation. Because when you walk in the substance of the foundation of faith, you move toward what is hoped for. And you also move toward things that are not seen yet. You, you see, you see them in your heart. You see broken people. You see broken children. You see yourself among many. You see already. Right? Do you see? Do you see? <laughs> Amen? See, that's vision. And it's not yours. It's God's. Bless you. And I guarantee you, everyone here has something. You have something that God has put in your heart. And what he's put in your heart is a substance of faith. Faith is a substance. You have been given faith to see. You've been given faith to see. We've all been given faith to see. What is not seen in the natural yet. Uncommon faith is not limited to the natural world. 
but it functions in the dynamic of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So what does your life amount to? Ask that question. What does your life amount to? Nothing? Well, I'll tell you what. If you want it to amount to something, why don't you just surrender it to Jesus and put your faith in who he is because your faith in him has more than you could ever expect and has a life of joy and peace and fulfillment. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing it. He does. How does he guarantee it? He says this. All things are possible to them who believe. So it is possible for you. It's possible for you. Because you believe. A great harvest is possible for you because you believe. Walking among the hurt people is possible for you because you believe. All things are possible to those who believe. Wow, I've gone over time today. Well, that makes up for spending short time last week, I guess. Amen. So in closing, I'd just like to say this. Ask yourself a question. What burns in my heart? What is the motivation that God put in me? That's the substance of faith. It's the substance of what you should believe for. The world looks for reality in all kinds of different ways. I used to live there one time. I used to live in the alcohol, in the women, in the dances, in the joys, in the parties, and all that stuff. I don't ever want to go back there because you know why? There is nothing there except an empty life when it's all done. Done. I have no desire. I've been purchased out of there. I've been redeemed. I've been set free from all that stuff. And I will not live there one moment of my life because it is just an absolute waste of time energy and mental fatigue passions that are never fulfilled desires that are never realized expectations that don't come into reality it's there the world has nothing to offer you or does it When I say the world has nothing to offer you, the world has nothing to offer you that has any success, satisfaction, peace, or joy, or fulfillment. There's a generation of people today in the drug, alcohol, party world that find themselves empty every time it's over with. How do you know that? I lived there. There is no long meaning or long lasting pleasure. But in the kingdom of God, there is a fulfillment and a desire that has life that is eternal, that has life that is ongoing, that has faith with a substance of expectation that I can walk in every day and have an excitement. God, I am expecting the impossible to happen. I have a passion to see the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. And I, I'm not giving up on it. It's in my heart.
when God loves you so much, He has all heaven to offer you. And the very passion of your heart, the desires of your life, He will put in your heart and you will see the day. <laughs> you will see the day in this life when you will find the peace of God, the joy of God, the fulfillment of God. But you will also find the day when you stand before him and he says to you, Oh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Wow. He doesn't give us a future. He doesn't give us a present to demean us in the future. I'll say that again. He doesn't give us a present to demean us in the future. He gives us a, pres he gives us a present right now to actually accompany us and accommodate us and express an appreciation. Uncommon faith to expect what you cannot do is not common. That is uncommon. An uncommon faith in Noah was, I see a boat, I see rain, I see people dying. Uncommon faith to Abraham was, I see many children. I'm the father of many nations. Amazing. The power of faith is absolutely amazing. And, and it says in the book of, of Romans, it says, and he would not let any unbelief persuade him otherwise, but he drew strength from his faith. Faith if you walk in your faith, you will grow in strength. Every day that is not really realized yet, I realize that I'm the father of many nations. I realize that, I, that my wife is going to have children. I realize that we're going to give birth. I realize. Why? Because God says so. And with God's words comes strength. And he drew strength from his faith. Hallelujah. You see, God doesn't just give us something to expect. He gives us strength to do it and to expect it, to walk every day in it. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. We bless you today. <laughs> we praise you, Father. We praise the name of Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord our God, who always causes us to triumph in our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> no weapon formed against us will ever prosper. And every tongue that rises against us, we shall condemn. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we just... We pray and we seek you today, as even that the disciples said, Lord, as one man said, help my unbelief. Increase our faith. Help us to hear the voice of the Father when we read your word. I just, I, Lord, oh God, I just thank you for what, for what you did in my life. You took me out of darkness. You took me out of a world in which there's no hope. And you loved me into your kingdom. And you gave me a hope and a future. And Lord, I just thank you that each one of us here have been given a hope and a future. And I ask, Father, that you would breathe on it and bless it 
and cause it to grow. Cause their faith to draw strength and expectation. In Jesus' name.